Hey, what's going on, fam? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 13. 13. What's up? What's 13. up? 13. What's going I on? I love it. We're uh, back from, oh, I'm back from LA. Awesome trip to connect uh, with Tim and everybody. Um, you know, Dennis last week, it was, mm-hmm. it was a great time. May have to vibe. make a, this a monthly visit. <laughs> I know. I know. We did some networking and everything. It was, it was packed a little um tour of la a little bit yeah too, so. definitely appreciate you being my tour guide while <laughs> i was out there <laughs> that was uh that was really fun got to tour some houses too um really really good stuff but uh yeah today's topic there's no guest this week it's just gonna be me and tim um, but we'll kind of be talking about and these are this kind of conversations we've had um actually the last couple times is like People come up with business ideas all the time, but kind of don't know where to start or, you know, because mm-hmm. they've previously failed, uh, had a previous business that failed, um, they kind of lose confidence uh, to, you know, keep pushing and kind of plugging in mentality as well. Um, so guys, if you have any questions, feel free to post it throughout the uh, our, our conversation. Um, and, you know, if you have any suggestions as far as like, you know, what kind of topics you want us to cover, like also feel free to add in the comments or the chat. Um, you know, we're here for you guys. We're here to add value. So without further ado, I think, I think this is a a pretty big thing is, is, um, you know, coming up with ideas Mm -hmm. and like chatting about, um, ideas that you have. So how many actual ideas, Tim, have you come (laughs) up with versus like actually executed? (laughs) Man, I can't even name them. I mean, I like, um, I used to think of these ideas and then forget them. And then all of a sudden I would um, just write them down. Mm. Um, and then now I started a, uh, on my Mac, I just pull up my notes and then I just write them down. Um, even if it's a different idea on the existing business or how to expand the business or bring in more revenue um, so I just kind of jot them down to see if it's something that, um, you know, one makes sense to, I, I think I can execute or do I need more education on it and see how I can, you know, implement it or even, um, get it started. Right. Mm. Nice. Yeah. For me, I think, I think my mentality wasn't always there. Like, even grow up. I feel like I probably did come up with really good ideas. I just, because I had no knowledge of like where to even get started. It was really intimidating. I thought I had to be at a certain level to mm-hmm. even be worthy of creating a business. Uh, I had no idea how simple it was. It really is simple and setting it up. It's just kind of, it was maybe more of my, you know, my mentality that was, you know, or my mindset that was telling myself like, no, it's, it's mm-hmm. too, too risky or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, for me, you know, I think I've definitely even moved now as we're kind of mm-hmm. started starting this real estate business, um, you know, some opportunities have come up and it just naturally does when you kind of switch your mindset, mm-hmm. uh, even like this, this podcast or, you know, you know, we're, we're looking into getting into multifamily, um, right. as well. So, I feel like when you put yourself in these positions, you'll kind of see um, see this kind of happening uh, where opportunities just kind of show up because you're you're more aware. 
right of the situation and i think also with you know the mindset of actually starting a business like you said could be like uh i don't think i can do that you know you know because when you are working for somebody you see this kind of the scale at where they're at and you're like uh it's a little intimidating because you think that's going to be the case when you start the business right right it's really not. It's just the beginning, right? It's a startup, and and um, there's going to be some, you know, long hours. I mean, you think you work long hours, you know, for your job, your nine to five, but right. um, you're kind of always on when you're an entrepreneur. And you know, we talk about this all all the time with li- our work life balance, right? Uh, especially mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. But um, I think you know people wanting to start a business don't realize that the the time commitment and hard work that needs to go into every day because instead of one aspect when you're working for a job you have to put on different hats um, as an entrepreneur and starting a business so right and I think it varies some people are built for it and other people it takes Mm -hmm. some time Mm -hmm. Um, you know just kind of having the expectation like yeah you will be um, having to work you know, make a lot, tons of hours, especially if you have a nine to five, like maybe before and after, uh, I think the saying is like, you know, you, you, um, you work your nine to five or, your, you know, your, your nine to five funds, your business, or, you know, you're kind of in, investing in yourself, mm-hmm. uh, but with the funds from your nine to five and you're kind of working after your nine to five, you're kind of working on your future, right. You're mm-hmm. kind of working on building. Right. Um, and so I think it, it varies. Um, I, th- I think ultimately when you kind of have um, a business, you want to eventually detach. And that's also, that's kind of another thing too. But um, for me, my my experience, I mean, I've only started one business so far, or actually, you know, where the, the podcast is, is another venture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then also the, um, the multifamily mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, company we're eventually going to start up. Um, and, you know, I've had ideas too. I've, I've had like VA, uh, I thought like mm. possibly doing a VA, but then I was like, okay, do I really have an interest in that? Um, right. and I think that's also really important is having some form of passion behind it or some form right. of uh, motivation. There's a thing in my, at my company, uh, that we started at my nine to five where it's, we call it vested interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and something where sometimes these things come up or, another department comes up and because I'm, I'm part of product. So we're okay. always being asked like, Hey, when's the next feature coming out? When's the next feature? And it's really difficult because we you know we're working on other things. So before in the past, if it was brought up to us, we would stop what we were doing to, you know, pr- focus on what was brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now my, you know, the CEO is like, if there's no vested interest from the, uh, the party that's, you know, they're, they're requesting something, then just say no. Like mm. you, you more better work is created when there's a vested interest, when there's an interest, interest, uh, party, that's when, you know, you, you go all in and also right. the person requesting it, you have to learn how to pitch it too. Mm. So you have to inspire somebody. So it, I think you have to have some form of vested interest when you start a business, you can't just do it just because somebody right. else is doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I feel like social media, especially nowadays, they, 
shove it down our throats, like start a business, start a business, which yes, you should, but like, don't just start just to start it. Um, right, kind right. of have some, some, some passion behind that. Um, otherwise you're, you know, you're kind of going in and like, all right, well now what I do, mm-hmm. you're, you're a little lost. No, I agree with that. Cause all the businesses I have started has been, uh, you know, passion, but it's all, all around. I th- now that I realize is, you know, it's all about helping people and then mm-hmm. uh, solving a problem too. So all my businesses have been uh, geared towards that. Right. Um, and, you know, my background is from a marketing background. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of like website design and uh, marketing material and brochures and all that stuff back in the day. And, um, you know, that was kind of the first business that I started um, with a business partner. And um, I would do all the designs and websites and then he would do sales. Right. And then mm-hmm. um, the day to day business. But. I loved what I was doing. Like I loved the design aspect of it and then um, providing, you know, businesses with websites when websites were kind of new at the time. Right. Right. And, um, but I always had like the passion for like design and being creative. And because as a kid, I was, I would draw a lot, like uh, draw Mm. like comic book stuff and all of that. So that's where the creative side came in with me right so um and to be able to do that on a computer and provide you know information but also a cool kind of look um that nobody else has seen right so it's different Mm -hmm. from uh everybody else but now it's like fat you everybody wants to put up the website pretty fast where there's different tools now that can do that right well eventually uh, that's what happens is like it gets specialized Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, I think it's important yet yeah, to identify like, okay, where, where, especially if you have a specific niche or niche, right. like, um, there's always going to be a need, but eventually once it gets caught on, like they streamline it or mm-hmm. centralize it with like, you know, proper software, somebody comes up with the idea, um, because they, they, they find a need or they run into a hurdle, um, mm-hmm. performing some form of task. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look at real estate. I, I hear about, um, people even five years ago were like, oh, we didn't have PropStream or maybe PropStream was like in its infancy stage. Um, they, they didn't really have a way to comp. Like they right. had to use Zillow or mm-hmm. uh, and then you think about um, other forms of communicate, like a CRM, for example, it was only Podio. Uh, now mm-hmm. there's a variety of, of CRMs. So the no matter what uh, industry you're in, I feel like it's constantly going to be um, – revolutionizing like some form you know if you run into a hurdle or have trouble doing something somebody's going to come up with an, a business idea to perform i don't know how long it'll last but right. um, i think it's good to kind of catch catch it before there's like a wave of, of people mm-hmm. um, coming up with with sort of ideas yeah i mean there's like not to scare anybody off from starting a business, but there are statistics that, you know, there's a high percentage of people that will fail in the first year, right, of their business. And I think it's up to 90% that first yeah. year. And then within five years, it's 50% of that, right? So um, it's it's pretty high, but, you know, if you um, – you know, stay consistent. Like we always say, that's like been a theme of all of almost all of our podcasts is right. Mm-hmm. It's like stay consistent. And then um, 
enjoy what you do. Um, all this other stuff may take a little bit longer, but you'll get it. I mean, you'll you'll overcome things. You'll learn. You'll fail in different things, but you'll mm-hmm. you'll do it. Like um, one of the businesses I started was, uh, you know, a um, a new technology. It was like a self deodorizing gym bag, right? So it mm-hmm. um, it had never been made before. So we were like, how are we going to do this? Or you know, so. The first part was just research. I had to research the technology, what kind of technology we're going to use for the gym bag. The gym bag probably was the easiest part. It's the mm-hmm. technology part. How we're going to put it in the gym bag. Um, we had to hire a bag designer um, to help us with that. And then, you know, the technology already existed, but we wanted to make it m- mobile and portable. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um I mean, small and portable. So it would be, uh, it's a situation where, um, you know, you just had to just research and um, find a manufacturer that could actually make your design. And then we did it and we had a proof of concept and we had a prototype and everything. So, um, you know, it may seem daunting. And I think startups do this all the time, like with uh, apps or, um, you know, they're trying to make something that hasn't been made yet, but that's not right. stopping them from actually pursuing that startup, right? They have this idea, right. they want to um, make that idea come to fruition and, um, you know, and try to make something out of that, right? And make a business or out of that and, you know, get funded or self-fund or whatever they can do to actually make it successful. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it, yeah, it starts with an idea and kind of seeing it through fruition. I mean, uh, like I said, my my only kind of, well, my first real business venture, if we're talking like, was probably, you know, when I was like in sixth grade, we had a project. <laughs> hey, that counts, uh, that counts. Right. Yeah. It, we, had a pro- we had a project where it's like, if you could invent something um, and then you have to present it, like uh, mm-hmm. where you had to kind of write up like a a thesis or, or some form of documentation of like or maybe proof of concept like how will this work um and i think initially i didn't really understand the assignment i was like yeah i'm gonna create this uh cleaning mm-hmm. stuff like to help um i forgot even like what it was yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna mix these chemicals and my teacher was like all right you may have to think something else because i'm not gonna have you mixing chemicals and stuff like that <laughs> for cleaning supplies um That's funny. so i kind of she was just like you know think of something that you're really passionate about that you love uh how you know what what sort of things do you think if you created it would help and so uh i came up with the fabulous idea of a how to, teaching you how to play uh, how to shoot a basketball um oh, cool. and i made it out of cardboard so i had like a a guy basically like a player stand mm-hmm. up and like the the elbow was like hinged so you can kind of do this oh that's cool um and that's creative that's awesome yeah i just kind of like literally carved out a cardboard i mean i was like what 11 or yeah. something but my main thing was like people don't know how to shoot um a basketball so kind of showing them the right <laughs> uh so i mean there's probably better stuff now um but right, like that's right. kind that was kind of like my first um, stab at like just thinking outside of the box. And I think that's really is as an entrepreneur, um, mm-hmm. just thinking outside of the, of the box, putting yourself kind of out there. Um, and I think people talk themselves out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. if you've worked at a startup, which 
I I do. You mm-hmm. wear different hats already, so you're kind yeah. of in that environment of mm-hmm. um, going from like task to task, different priorities coming up. I mean, that's really being a entrepreneur is like you have your ups and downs. Uh, there's some days that are chill that are like, you know, oh, okay, cool. There's no, I don't have to put out any fires, but there's days where it's like, okay, I'm on red alert literally the whole mm-hmm. day uh, and it can mm. be a little stressful. So um, I think there's, there, I think there, especially since the pandemic, I think there has been an influx of more entrepreneurs. Um, right. But like you said, the first year, 90% have failed. I mean, how many people do we know? in the U that, you know, started maybe around the time we did that mm-hmm. no longer are in the group because either, you know, of course, family stuff comes up or personal sure. things mm-hmm. come up, but like also um, it just maybe got too hard, too overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, where they're like, Hey, I thought I was going to get a deal after a month or after mm-hmm. a couple months and they, they don't see results uh, instead of kind of picking those um the reasons why, or maybe understanding what's sure. stopping them, they're like, Oh, it's easier to just go back to what I was doing. And I think that's yeah. what many people go through. I think it, yeah, I think it, that happens in everything that you're trying to start. And, you know, um, I think the failure part, they feel like it's a failure, which is not like, you know, you think you're not getting That's how you deal. learn. Yeah, you want to fail as quickly as possible. Quickly as possible, because that's when you're going to um, get closer to, you know, that win or get closer to finishing that particular project that will get you that win, right? So mm-hmm. I think um, people do quit early when they know, um, when they don't have to, right? Mm. And um, distrusting themselves, you know, yeah, there's a process and um, you're not sure, especially as an entrepreneur, not sure if the direction that you're going is the right direction, but you believe it's the right direction because of all of your experience and knowledge um, Mm -hmm. on that. But sometimes you do have to pivot. And then some people, instead of pivoting, they stop. And that's that that's that's, you know they should pivot and then move forward. Right. And, um, I think that's, and people in just like if you're at a job and something comes up, you have to find a solution for that. It's just the same way. You're not going to just stop your work, right. You're going to try to solve that issue and then move on or move on to another task when you're done or whatever the case may be, or tackle both tasks at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, they have to take that same mentality um, as, you know, from your job to your, your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you said, where, you know, you're having to to pivot um, and kind of work on stuff. I mean, things are going to come up all the time, um, no matter what, like I was saying. Um, But I I think just going, going back to like the vested interest, like, you're going to, things are going to come up either way. So you have to kind of decide. And and if I backtrack a little bit, mm-hmm. it, mentality mm-hmm. as well. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to come in with a shitty mentality of like, well, yeah, I don't know, this, this may go out well, or like, right. no, you have to be locked in mm-hmm. um, and know like, Hey, I may not know what, what I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a figure it out. And like you said, people don't pivot. Um, mm-hmm. they, 
they they stop where they're at and they're they 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 go back or they mm-hmm. just fall off um, yeah. In, yeah instead of like you said like adjusting because being on op- entrepreneur at least for me is has been adjusting um yeah. understanding and looking at like okay evaluating myself every, either every month or every quarter to be mm-hmm. like okay what what went well what didn't go well what could i do differently because you don't want to wait until the end of the year which tip people typically wait yeah, you know till december 31st to be like oh man like i could have done this differently and then they come up with new year's resolutions and then they they fall off too mm-hmm. so you have to it's all constant constant iteration um when it comes to that right and you know like i think one of our questions was like what's the goal of starting a business right and what i guess you have to realize is like what is your core goal of why do you want to start the business? Like my question to you is why did you start the real estate business, G, you know, for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Well, it was a little bit of money too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, also, I mean, we all yes. want to, I think that everybody let's not play ourselves, like nope. be thinking ourselves like, Oh yeah, I'm going to change the world. <laughs> and uh, you know, like I want, I want to get paid. Like mm-hmm. um, nobody, not not my job or anything pays me what I'm worth. Like right. And right. I used to, and that's something um I've been reading this book. We like we should all be be millionaires. Uh, everyone should become a millionaire or something like that by I think mm-hmm. her name is Rachel Rogers. Mm-hmm. And she talks about like especially as women, we talk ourselves out of so much mm. and we leave so much money on the table. Mm. Um and I think that's what people go into entrepreneurship is like, well, I can finally get paid what I'm worth or pay myself what I'm worth. Um, because for me, I, I thought like, Oh, I'm making six figures. That's, I'm, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm worth that. It's like mm. that. Um, in, uh, what's it called? Uh, syndrome. Um, I, it'll come to mind, but okay. imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Where, you kind of talk yourself out. You don't think you're worthy of, of that. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through that, especially in times in, in my nine to five where I've, where I feel like I failed or I dropped the ball or just things mm-hmm. didn't go the way I, I, I expected them to go. Right. And then you start talking yourself like, Oh man, this is why I'm not worth this. Or this mm-hmm. is why that. And it's uh women, it's like ingrained because society has always said, um, you know, women, like you see in the media, like women and compared to men, um, it's totally off. Like, right. Right. In the terms disparity. Of like, yeah. Right. Um, when it comes to like women, like we're, we're having to really break out of that mindset. So mm. once you're able to break out of that, you, the, I mean, the possibilities are, are endless. Um, right. Right. And not have that society um, kind of, take, take Wait. away yeah, from yeah. that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I joined, yeah, for money, of course, uh, cause I knew I, I, I want some bigger, I always envisioned myself like, cause I've always been the underdog. I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. Even like growing up, um, I was like, so quiet. People thought like I didn't speak. Oh, um, wow. That's how shy I was. Yeah. Um, I just stood out. I was the only Brown girl in like all a whole white class. Mm. So it's like, I was just like, right. Right. I feel off. Like something's wrong here. Right. right um, yeah. And you know, I, I just didn't feel like as comfortable. So I didn't really feel comfortable talking. So I was always had that underdog, like, Oh, she's not, she's not worth that. Like, mm-hmm. or she's, she's going to have some trouble 
uh, growing uh, growing up, some um, trouble learning, learning um, disabilities or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always knew I was like, I'm I'm special in some way or or, or form. Like mm -hmm. I I can off. There's so much I can offer, uh, and even hearing my coworkers be like you know, um, doing content like, Oh, I never saw that side of you. It's like, mm -hmm. I always knew that, but right. maybe they, they, I never projected it out. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, it's my nine to five, whatever. Right. Like, you're, I don't have time to like show you like <laughs> all aspects of myself. I can right, show you my right. work aspect. Um, right, right, right. But I, I, I knew I wanted to create something bigger than me. And I knew, mm -hmm. uh, an industry like real estate, that gives me the power. Uh, and that's also something going back to that book I mentioned earlier. And like, you can't, you can't really do much if you don't have money. Like you can't make a, a dent in this world. If you don't have money, you need yeah. money to make moves. Um, you know, I believe in so many like, uh, organizations out there that are making a yeah. difference. Or we talk about when a national disaster, you know, we have this war on Ukraine, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, if I wanted to, I, I can't really make a difference right now. Like what, 50 bucks a month? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, we, think, right. we think like, oh, or even like, oh, I, yeah, I'm donating 100 bucks a month. That's nothing. You mm -hmm. have people donating millions. Millions, And when yeah. we talk about like legislation and, you know, yeah. um, making like actual moves where, you know, you're creating mm -hmm. laws or you're helping create laws or uh, helping uh, remove laws. Right. Like you can't do that if you don't have money. So yeah. for me, I was thinking always like the long term of like the life I wanted to live. And it wasn't mm -hmm. what, what I was doing. I mean, sure, if I was complacent and making six figures, be happy with making six figures like and some people are where there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm like, I knew I was meant to do something more than what I'm doing right now. I can yeah. make a bigger impact. Um doing what I'm doing here. I am on a podcast, like sharing value. Sure. So, sure. um, that's the reason why I created it, but yeah, I want to get paid. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, I love that aspect of, um, of course it always comes down to, yes, we started this business because we want to make money. Right. But money is not the number one driver, right? It's, right. it is maybe the starting driver that helps us push us to get to um, where we want to go into getting into the starting blocks. And then, um, you know, having that education or that knowledge to actually push forward when the, you know, the race starts, mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then, you know, when, once the race starts, it's like, you know, people think it's a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's a long distance. Say all the time. Know? It's a yeah. marathon. It is a marathon. So there's strategy that goes into, you know, running that marathon. So I think you, you know, you, you have a long, like your long-term goals within being a successful business. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest keys of, you know, understanding your goals. And if you understand where you want to be or what you want to do at, you know, um, at a certain point of success within your company, I think that is going to be a huge driver in you not giving up and you continuing and you pivoting and because the ultimate goal is that, you know, you have that um, sense of, you know, you want to make a difference, especially in um, the communities you feel like um, are, un, you know, unrepresented or 
you know, um, organizations that are unrepresented and mm -hmm. you want to provide, um, you know, financing for them. You want to provide, you know, knowledge to them, value, all of that. Um, and, and it starts from you making that decision that you want to uh, start this business, make a difference and make money to show those differences, right? Or provide help in those organizations or programs, right? So I yeah, think that's pretty absolutely. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I didn't know where, how I was going to get there, but I knew like where I wanted to be. And I think that's where people also drop the ball is they think they have to be, uh, they have to have it all figured out as soon as they start the LLC. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we talk about all the time, right? Like, uh, don't worry about getting the LLC to begin with. I did just because I, I was like, too. I don't want no problems. Like I'm in California, <laughs> like, you know, I at least want to have that set up, but I didn't create a website. I didn't have uh business cards like those. That's the least of your thing. But I think people think like when they think, Oh, you're creating a business, you have to mm -hmm. have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. No, I mean, get the legals, uh, create your LLC. Sure. Uh, and then figure it out as you go. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of um, the, the main, the main aspect, but like for you, what, 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 I know you've created a few businesses, but what mm -hmm. had you um, start your real estate business? Yeah, uh, money is always the motivator. Like, I agree with you 100% on that. So money was the number one um, motivator. Um, I always wanted to get into real estate. You know, I had read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, a while ago, and um, I just felt like, you know, I think I was trapped in everybody else's trap and like, mm. I didn't know how to get started in real estate, but it's funny cause I started these other businesses and I just never started real estate until like that motivation of, you know, your back is against the wall, you know, what are you going to do? And you, you know, you learn from these other businesses and, you know, you could get into another business like that, but I just took the plunge in real estate and, you know, having uh, someone like Chris as your coach and mentor, mm -hmm. and I resonated with him because he had a couple of failed businesses. And right. I was like, wow, like he failed at two businesses and still made it back. You know, he made it back one time, he made it back another time, right? Mm -hmm. So, and real estate helped him do that. So I was like, that was like my trigger, like, okay, um, you know, we have something in common and I want to be able to be successful like him. So I'm just going to learn as much as I can from him and emulate his success, but in my own way, in my own direction, right? Because um, he, you know, lays out the blueprint, but as long as you follow that, you know, you can... Um, move off your blueprint, but, um, you know, and focus on different areas of real estate. But as long as you keep consistent with, you know, at least the wholesaling side, you're going to be, you'll be good. Right. Um, yeah. but as I got into real estate, my motivation kind of changed uh, a little bit because, um, I was seeing how it really, I, I read it, you know, there was always news about it. Um, I've seen, experienced some people, um, you know, within the black and brown community experience, you know, how hard it is in real estate, um, especially to get a house and get financing for a house. 
but right. I really didn't know how bad it was when you're actually in in the trenches the and talk, yeah. yeah in the industry when you're starting to talk to people you're starting to network with people you're starting to get in these rooms with people and um that just made me realize like I want to actually try to make a difference in that right. in that community and provide affordable housing for people within um, their community where they're trying to get pushed out because of new complexes and higher rents, right? right. So um, that's kind of my goal had shifted um, from that because I didn't, my goal was motivation of money. And then when I got into it, I was like, wow, like there is something that is there that I think I can make a difference in within the real estate uh, industry. And so that's that. kind of where my motivation kind of went um, in regards to that. And that that's where that passion came from of like, how do I help, you mm -hmm. know, these communities or help these people? Because we're trying, we're always trying to solve a problem with the seller or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I really admire people that are like buying the block and changing the community and giving back to the community. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to be that. And that's why I'm in the markets that I'm in, uh, because um, I lived in those markets and mm. I want to give back to those markets. And that's part of my um, rapport with, you know, sellers is that, hey, I lived in Kansas City. I know how it is there. Um, I want to give back to that community. And, um, right. and that's why I'm buying these homes and renovating them and, you know, ha giving people a place to live that's, you know, a nicer, um, not just a rundown home, right? So. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think um, you mentioned like your, how your motivations change and your motivation is going to change. Like that's mm -hmm. the beauty of like being an entrepreneur or in real estate, like there's no ceiling. Mm -hmm. Right. Like usually once you're, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're in the job, um, there is a ceiling, right? You can't be, maybe you can be CEO, but like, it's, it's a little bit more difficult climbing the corporate ladder. Um, but with, with, uh, being, starting your own business, there's, there really is no ceiling. Either mm -hmm. you're breaking boundaries because it's never been there or, um, you're revolutionizing the industry. So mm -hmm. I felt <clears throat> for me at least too, is, I'm like, I can make an actual difference and I'm making a difference in my current job. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, mm -hmm. The products that my team develops help small nonprofits who are always, who are kind of the forgotten ones. We mm -hmm. always think like of the bigger nonprofits. Sure. You think about these mom and pop nonprofits, like one or two people managing everything. They don't know where to start either. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we're solving a problem there. Um, but kind of going into like solving problems, like that's kind of another language change that in my company, we've kind of changed. It's like, no, we don't solve problems. We create solutions mm. kind of like, you know, switching the that. mindset when it comes to that is like, yes, there's, there's going to be problems, but what solutions do we have? No more band-aids is that that was something we were doing is like putting band-aid fixes. Cause it, it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, what solutions can we, are, that we implement? Will that make a difference in two or three years? Sometimes no, sometimes you have to come up with new solutions, but I really like that kind of switch of a, uh, of, of um, mindset and language of like, mm -hmm. no, we're here to create simple solutions um, that, that will, you know, take us further. Yeah. Um, so I, I think when, when I kind of, I think knowledge really is power. This is what mm -hmm. we talked about. So the, the more I was equipped with like 
the real estate strategies and, and you know, we're just skimming the surface. Um, of course. Of like, you know, you know, our goals is to go go get into these rooms, learn, get into masterminds and really learn the ins and outs. But once I kind of got a peek of like the power of real estate, I was like, oh, wow. Like kind of like what you were saying, like I can do a lot. Mm-hmm. I can I can develop communities. And this is something growing up in the Bay Area, too. Like I've seen homelessness, even like when mm-hmm. I lived down That's in big. Oakland, you know, not a couple years ago, like you hit, there's a homeless, there's homeless camp encampments everywhere. Um, it had increased in the last like five years. And so to see that, I mean, now I have a different lens. I was always like, Oh, I wish the government or I wish we passed more things, um, for, for the homeless and ended up not, you know, being the case, just learned like you can't rely on the government in, in many senses. Like you have to kind of, have that power to be like, no, I want to, I want to stop to this. Like people deserve better, better, mm-hmm. uh, mental health. So maybe creating b- mental health, um, organizations to help, I don't know, whatever the case may be, but I, I have the power to develop things, develop affordable housing communities, like you talked about. Right. So, um, I, th- I think once you kind of have a vision aligned of like how you want to see it, maybe your vision doesn't change, but like mm-hmm. how you get to that vision uh, may change. Cause like you right. say, you have to pivot. Um, but I think, um, not having a ceiling, I think there, there's something special about that is like, you can do literally anything. Yeah. And if you yeah. fail, I mean, how many of us have failed, like to be scared to fail in a business, like you've, you failed at, at a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. maybe projects didn't go as, as you planned. Um, and how did you handle that? Right. You know, you learn from it if, if it's done the right way. Because um, yeah. I know you didn't get fired experience too, good. right? If you didn't get fired or <laughs> right. be told told uh, talk down to, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's never fun either. But okay, well, what did I learn from this, and what what will I not do next time? Right. So um, I, it's the same thing with with business. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know that's in you know I've had almost every job you could think of, like you know, so people thinking that. They can't, um, you know, uh, be an entrepreneur because they're only, you know, they might be a cleaning, you know, they work for a cleaning service or they, you know, may have, you know, a low paying job or whatever the case may be. It's not the case. Like, I remember growing up and my mom um, would, uh, she would, um have trash service and uh, a cleaning service for companies, right? So she mm. would go in and clean the offices and then take out the trash and all that stuff like that, right? So when I started working in corporate America and I worked work late, I would see those the same people working, same doing the same thing. So I always mm. respected them. I always, you know, um, asked them how they were doing, just treated them just like any other employee uh, that I work with. In, in the company, right. right? And so I remember uh, I would help her out during those times and, I, and I'd be like, I'm gonna run one of this, one of these companies one time. Like mm-hmm. I wanna be able to, you know, cause I'm looking at these cubicles and looking at these offices going in and out. And I was like, you know, this is not, this is not the life for me. I wanna be able to do that. And I always told my mom, I was like, okay. you're smart enough to do have your own business like this. You can get right. the accounts. Like I, if I want, I, if I can go to get the accounts, but she, 
her mindset was, was like she couldn't do it. Like she she didn't have the money. Yeah, we talk or, ourselves out of it. Yeah. So but you know, I think she would have been she she would have done great um with that. And you know, it's just instead of getting a hourly rate, you know, she would have gotten, you know, huge contracts with these companies right. and stuff. So Yeah, because um, everyone's always gonna need a cleaning. Yeah. Um, right. Like a cleaning team, especially in like offices. We had one too. And um, kind of similar to your mom, my mom, um, I guess she was probably the more entrepreneurial, like she had her own like alteration shop mm -hmm. um, where she would rent next to like a bridal shop. Um, and she also cleaned houses. So she had different hustles. Mm -hmm. uh, she was more of a uh, contractor in that sense. But I remember, um, you know, when we lived in San Francisco, we would drive uh, probably an hour, mm -hmm. uh, east to, uh, a really, really nice city, uh, called Walnut Creek, uh, in, um, in California. It's like, you have all that, like, you know, when the Warriors played in Oakland, that's mm -hmm. where all the NBA players lived because they oh, have like, wow. just huge houses. Um, and I remember she would take us and she would just have us, me and my brother, and we would go to these really huge houses. And mm -hmm. I remember being like, wow, like this is so big, and they had a pantry with all the snacks and all the oh, wow. uh, the food that you that you any food that you wanted. And I remember being like, "Can we eat the food?" Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, and I would like you know uh, pick all uh, all the right. chocolates and stuff. But that kind of taught me too. I was just like, I, I was like, "Well, we could never." I can't mm. imagine. Like you know, uh, even then, I was just thinking. Uh, you know, I was really, I was probably like six or seven and thinking like, well, if only we lived here, but I was like, you must have to be a certain way to, to live in, in a house like this. But it is a possibility. Um, you know, if, if, if I were to ever, uh, you know, once we close deals and everything like mm -hmm. that, I can live in a house like that. Like yeah, no, no problem. But like being exposed to that early is it, it is humbling in a sense yeah. too is like yeah. having your parents work i mean my my dad was a garbage man so mm -hmm. i always have my my very blue collar jobs yeah. um, my parents held um my, my, parents my mom also took care of um of um you know uh, older elderly people and so we mm -hmm. would stay over the house during the holidays and she would be taking care of them uh, so she was a caregiver too so like you know, looking back, I was like, oh, wow, like my mom did different mm -hmm. hustles and like why like she didn't turn it really into a business. And her business ended up like um, she ended up like walking away. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't think she uh, was able to kind of keep up with with certain things, especially during like after the recession and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it all starts there. Like we've all like been um, we've all interacted with somebody or somebody in our lives has, has done something that um to show us that they can do it but yeah it's always the mindset of like oh i don't deserve i'm not worthy of this uh mm -hmm. which happens a lot in the black and brown communities yeah is we we don't think we're worthy of it yeah and you know i i think it's also you know generational and how you grew up to and you know what what you're exposed to and um you know i really growing up i had a couple you know, I guess rich dads, you, you would say, you know, my friend's dads that were, were entrepreneurs. And I always would just ask them questions. I didn't know that I was going to be an entrepreneur or not. I just mm -hmm. asked them questions on what, what I did and, 
you know, and he, he kind of taught me like some etiquette on business and also just etiquette on just, I guess the finer things or whatever, because I had no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, my parents weren't rich or anything like that. So right. um, I always like going over to their house because it was big and, you know, I was like, wow, this is cool. But, you know, I just think like when you, when you're growing up and you're, you have that, you, you work different jobs. Even when I was an adult, I worked like three jobs, you know, I was like a shoe salesman. I worked for the airport doing ground crew. I did um, uh, like rental car service, you know, I I was cleaning the cars, you know, and then I was just like working for uh, shoes or whatever the case may be or whatever. I mean, I was working like four jobs just to make it. And I already, I had a degree. I was like, what's going on, you know? And so, um, but my mindset was I wanted to get on my feet so I could start my own business. That was the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. I was able to save enough and have that time. And then just, I never slept really. The only time I slept during that time was at the airport Mm because I worked the night shift. And there was only two planes coming in um, right. in the evening. So that was the only job that allowed you to sleep on the job. So right. um, because they would warn you when the, the the flight would come in. So you just wake up and then go out there and do it. So mm. but that was like that was the only time I slept. The rest of the time I was like working towards to start my start my business, even though I had like four jobs or whatever the case may be. So. But, um, yeah, you know, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. And, you know, starting over is is um, another aspect of a good motivator. Right. And, right. you know, if you had started a business or you got laid off from your job, that that could be your, you know, your key to say. And that happened a lot. I know many people <clears throat> during the pandemic um, that lost their jobs or couldn't find a job um, and then they got into real estate. Just, yeah. just stumbled upon it because they're they're stuck at home and they don't have a job. So they're like, you know, going through YouTube University and mm-hmm. they either come across Chris's uh, YouTube or maybe uh, Max Maxwell, you know, all the all mm-hmm. the big dogs of um, of real estate. And then, you know, you have wholesaling something like this is why I love wholesaling and why I think I still think it's like one of the best yeah. exit strategies really is sure. like. Cause it's all about acquisitions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me too, cause I was for reason why I kind of picked wholesaling is I was thinking too, I was like, well, maybe I can buy a house, but that can be intimidating mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. going through that process of house hacking, um, which is great. You know, if you know how to kind of use it and yeah. even if you don't like, you know, you'll figure it out. Sure. But, um, I think I was watching somewhere that said like wholesaling is, is house hacking is now kind of like old news. Like you can still mm. do it, but wholesaling is just such a great, um, entrant entry point to mm-hmm. real estate. There's no risk involved. Of course, you want to make sure you have all your ducks lined up, yeah, yeah. uh, of in course. terms of like your contracts and agreements and stuff, but like, there's no risk at all. Um, you, you can get quick money mm-hmm. on the spot and like build an actual business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, if you're using that money, right, you can reinvest it. Yeah, so, absolutely. um, so for me, I, I think, uh, 
starting wholesaling just seemed like really, it just made sense. I'm like, okay, it's really easy to get in. I don't have to be a realtor. I don't have to get my license. That's, that takes work. I was like, what's the least amount of resistance exactly. to start a business? And like wholesaling just kept coming up. And I was like, why aren't more people doing this? Like maybe because it's spoken bad about or like, yeah. you know, it's, it's labeled. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Cause when you say like, a realtor, like people think of it like, oh yeah, you're, you're this and that you get commissions. And even that when I like talk about like, I was like, yeah, I just closed a deal. And they're like, oh, what was your commission? And I was like, oh, I didn't get a commission. They're like, oh, you're mm -hmm. not an agent. So I have to explain. Yeah, me too. These are people that are kind of aware, but I'm like, how to explain what, what wholesaling is. And people yeah, usually are like, oh, is that legal? It's always like, it's always the yeah, first I know. question. I know. Um, so for me, like it, it, it was a no brainer and getting started now mm -hmm. of course people do different ways like it's either house hacking i i say a combo of both like absolutely gather your get your chips you know uh <laughs> while wholesaling and then use some of that money to to house hack if that's what you want but you don't have to do that um, yeah. some people get into flipping first some people get into house hacking first other absolutely. some people go straight to development or multifamilies. um mm -hmm. i think either way it doesn't matter as long as there's a vested interest where like you feel passionate about Cause it's really going to be, uh, your value, like your vision and, mm -hmm. uh, what you're passionate about. That's going to keep you going. Cause Absolutely. it's going to get hard throughout the journey. You're going to fail. I mean, sorry guys, like to be, keep it real. Like you're going to fail in your business. You're going to, mm -hmm. uh, take 10 steps back. So you really need to have a vision that you can mm -hmm. go to to keep the motivation so that you don't give up. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's also just kind of. I think um, people underestimate too getting a mentor because uh, yeah. that's kind of one of my goals this year because you can do it on your own. It's just going to take you a little bit longer yeah. to get there. Yeah. But if you can navigate it with, with somebody or can, if somebody can navigate um, you through the trenches, mm -hmm. you'll get there much quicker. Now yeah. you have to invest in yourself. It, it costs money to, to get a, a mentor, mm -hmm. but it's totally worth it if you want to take your business to the next level. So that's always a, something to um to have right off the bat is just somebody that's going to guide you and it all depends like some people are able to do it without it um to start off with but some people may need some um you know holding some hands and stuff so something to keep in mind uh, when it comes to that right right and i i think that was the one of the questions i was going to ask you is like what what did you learn um what's one thing that you can tell people that you learn from starting your business. And since this was your first business that you started, like that was, and I think you kind of answered that a little bit. Yeah. I think just getting started, uh, yeah. just that that's it. Taking action. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned, I think I, I, I had it all in my head. Like it was, it was a big deal. Like, mm -hmm. um, but it really, it's really not like once you get started and you kind of uh, and for me, it took a little bit longer to get kind of going because I, I really didn't know what I was doing and I was kind of just doing things willy nilly. There wasn't really a structure to it. Um, so I would say uh, just things that I've learned is really um, have have like an accountability group. I think that mm -hmm. really is, was the biggest thing that yeah. uh, I think was a game changer for me is having a support supportive team um, that I can go to. I can ask questions. This is why, like, if you're starting a business and you kind of can bet somebody who maybe has a course or has a group, like I would totally invest in that. So if you're looking into wholesaling, um, 
Chris's group is, is a great entry point um, into like wholesaling. But if you want to mm-hmm. get into flipping, there's probably maybe several groups, but you want to make sure you vet them out. Um, so the biggest thing is like a support system and not taking myself too serious, not being so hard on myself. Because mm-hmm. again, instant gratification, um, right. I was expecting I had to be a certain way or be a certain level of success because maybe other people were. Um, but no, just trust your journey and and the rest will follow. Just be consistent. In, in what you have to do and the rest you'll figure it out like ask yeah. for help too um you know you can't be too shy uh if you don't you know if you don't ask for help yeah what, you know, you're not gonna get anywhere yeah I, I love that too the i think the community is the biggest thing for me because you know in all the businesses that i have started it, it's been lonely right there's mm. just you kind of starting it and you trying to figure it out there's no you know, mentor there to help you out or, excuse me. And um, so it's, it's a situation where within this industry, there is a community of people that is going to help you out. And, you know, we're part of a program, but at the same time, we've built relationships and friendships to where like they're, they know exactly what you're going through starting this business. Right. Right. And, um, when you do start something outside of the norm, it, it can get lonely. So build a community, get with people that get with other founders. It doesn't mean that you have to get with, you know, people that are in the same industry because, you know, you may mm-hmm. feel like there was a competition, but get with other mm-hmm. founders that started other businesses too, because you have something in common because you guys started a business, right? So right. They may tell you something more about accounting and how you can save on that or uh, how to treat your employees or build, you know, a culture around your company. So there's other aspects of the business that you can learn from other founders. So that's what we mean by building a community, like so you're not alone. Right. And um, I think that that's for me has been big with um, starting, you know, the real estate side is that there is a community around you that will support you. And, you know, and I don't mean the community that is your friends or your family, because they might not believe 100% that you can do this or back you. They may say they are, but they're not in the, yeah, they're not in the trenches with you, right? So uh, the people that you surround yourself have gone through it or are going through it. So they understand you better. Right. So I think that's that's one of the biggest keys. And, you know, when you're starting the uh, business is surround yourself with other like minded people and network with those and, you know, have a community. Yeah, I love that. I think I think that in and of itself is something I learned in in like the relationships you Mm -hmm. build. And it's this this industry and I'm sure any business, it's all networking. And that's Mm -hmm. something, you know, we learned uh, you've done it really well. And then. Uh, going down to LA last weekend, we were able to somehow, um, by putting ourselves out there, we we're able to network with some mm-hmm. people doing like huge things in the real estate industry. Um, and just being and just connecting with them and just being at the right place at the right time. And if you're, you know, putting that out there, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's a matter of time that you're gonna yeah. do that. Um, so I think, I think that's huge. And I also believe in surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. I think mm-hmm. we hear that yeah. all the time. If you're the smartest person in the room, 
get out of that room because yeah. you're not going to grow. It may feel nice to like be the most knowledgeable one, but if, if nobody's like pushing me um, mm-hmm. or teaching me something new, then, you know, it's been cool. Like, you know, we can, we can hang out, you know, mm-hmm. next year, <laughs> you know, like I, I think um, it's also having that vulnerability like that you don't know. Um, I think people, do that a lot where they, um, they think they have to know everything you right. don't. So right. that's a, also another learning lesson, um, from just creating a business is like, you don't have to know it all. You don't have to do it all yourself, either get mm-hmm. a mentor or a community that'll kind of walk you through and surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. That's yeah, it. that's, that's awesome. So I think one last question, um, we're getting closer to the end. So, Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit that. Yeah. Like subscribe, button, hit those reminders. reminders. Exactly. Um, one last question is, is that what's your next business venture or what are you going to do to help expand your current business? Yeah. I mean, I think we've touched upon this a little bit. I at first yeah. was like, okay, I want to do a VA business because mm-hmm. uh, there's a need in that, but like, there's so many people doing it and they do it really well. I, I, I kind of learned, I'm like, okay, I don't really have a vested interest. Um, so that's always a good way to filter out bad ideas sure. too, is like, okay, am I really passionate about this? Mm-hmm. If I'm not, okay, it's probably not worth investing my time in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, this podcast um, is definitely something I, w- I want to take to the next level mm-hmm. um, and uh, creating a multifamily, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, starting a multifamily b- venture um, mm-hmm. business. And, you know, you and I and a few others are working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think expand starting off with those, I, you know, I, I think um, you can't put too much on your plate. Otherwise, you're you you can't focus on one thing, especially as you're, when you're in a building phase. Yeah. Like absolutely. there's uh, what I've learned too, is like, or from what I've heard people that have run several business, what you, once you've kind of solidified one business, you can like replicate that yes. structure exactly. into other businesses, especially if it's within the same like real estate industry. So if like I have my acquisitions and dispositions flow and like admin administrative tasks, like I can copy that over. Um, mm-hmm. so you don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to that. Uh, so I th- I'm sure there's going to be more, uh, development for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I think I've talked about this with you too, is like pr- creating my own community. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for me to be quite like Frank with, uh, real estate industry, it is a male dominated industry. Yep. Yep. Uh, the fem- the women are the minority, and mm-hmm. especially women of color too. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me as well as, you know, me being um, part of the LGBTQIA, I'm like, I, I got to keep up with all the, uh, <laughs> the acron- acronyms. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, I've seen the need there. Like there's not really, not only is it of um, a male dominated industry, it's also a heteronormative meaning mm. like male, female, male, uh, you know, like, but you know, being from California and, everybody has their own insights, but like the trans community, what about the gay, the lesbian sure. community that are out there? There's not really anything for that. Right. And right. I want to create a safe, safe space for people to feel like they can be themselves and learn at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that may be something, um, I think I'm a kind of start brainstorming into how to create that community, um, related to real estate or, you know, 
still kind of debating how I want to go about that. But, you know, my vested interest is in real estate. I love real estate because there's so many things you could do. Yeah, me too. Um, so just creating safe communities for for people who are, I don't want to say like outcasted, but like, you know, they're kind of, they're not thought about because um, it's 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 more than that. Um, and, you know, that I feel like that's what kind of makes me different too is like, I don't, I'm not like your typical anybody. Uh, I stand out. Um, and I think it's important, you know, to put, yeah. to put these communities out there. So, it's so important. I yeah. love that. But, I love yeah. that. What about you? Um, like you said, I'm expanding on, on the real estate side. Um, my, one of my goals this year's was like multiple rev streams of revenue coming in. So, um, you know, uh, like you said, the podcast, you know, want to grow that and, uh, double down on that. And then also, you know, multifamily, we're also working together on that uh, aspect uh, as well, too. Um, but also, um, you know, having putting out the knowledge out there and, you know, doing um, more outreach, I guess, on how um, I can get in some of these rooms uh, with like with affordable housing and these organizations and um, see if I can be a part of those and how um, I can take the right steps on, you know, making a difference and what that looks like in the future. So okay. I think um, just, you know, getting my feet wet into that and seeing how um, I can work in that space, because that's like my ultimate goal is mm -hmm. to get into that. Um, but, um, you know, I have people coming to me or, you know, calling me about different, I guess, real estate ventures and, mm -hmm. you know, different ideas or like even finance um, opportunities within uh, like trucking or something like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, down the down the line, I can see more having a a uh, financial like fund for people that need short term transitional funds or something like that within real mm -hmm. estate or um you know or for their business right so um just being part of the finance side but that's kind of down the road um a little bit but i can foresee uh me going in that direction because right now it's hard to find like the right transitional um or transactional funds um for different opportunities like um right. real estate and you know, um, a lot of people don't qualify for certain things. So there might be a, like a sweet spot there. So I love it. Yeah. It's again, just kind of finding a need. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've also learned like, of course, we want to get in these rooms to learn, but sometimes you got to make your own room, if, mm. <laughs> you know, if it's not, if it's not access as accessible. I love Because, you know, yeah. there's, there's a, sometimes it's just like, um, politics involved of like sure. oh you have to know this person or you have to look a certain way and like sometimes you know you just create your own group like i know many women who have created um many other groups as well that mm -hmm. you know they were kind of getting the the hand of like no like you know coming up with excuses why they can't be it so mm -hmm. you know if you can't if you don't see it, if you're having trouble getting in those rooms create your own rooms find yeah. again find other people that um you know, that kind of fit that mold sure. that, that you're looking for and uh, yeah, create, create those uh, communities. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, can't yeah. believe it's another hour already. 
I know. Um, I mean, it's it's amazing. So I love it. I love cool. it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed. I got some value uh, as always. And of, as, as I mentioned, drop in the comments like um, some sort of topics that you would like us to talk mm -hmm. about. Uh, we're more than welcome or if there's certain guests or anything uh, for the next, I think the next couple of weeks uh, we'll be having yeah. some guests. I think next week we have, I have them on my calendar here. We have um Ty and Mike, um, yeah, Ty and they're Mike. out in Atlanta. Um, I think he goes by, um, I think real estate Ty or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but he's well known out in Atlanta partner up with his, uh, got his boy, Mike, um, mm -hmm. and they're crushing it. Um, so that'll be a really, really fun conversation next week. Um, but guys, yeah, besides that, Type in some some uh, topics that you'd like us to chat about. Uh, don't forget to follow us. Uh, Real mm -hmm. Estate Claudia here, Mr. Tim REI. Uh, yeah. yeah, I always get my directions mixed up. I know, me too. Uh, <laughs> um, and get underscore the bag podcast on IG as well. We'll make sure to include those in the notes. Um, but always appreciate your guys' support. Don't forget to hit those reminders. But have a great day. And have a great let's day. Let's get it. All right. See you all next week. Peace.